0: Sports
1: Radio 93.7 The Fan. Good morning and welcome to the Fan Early Morning Show. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. And we're going to talk about sports, of course, because it's Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. The Fan Early Morning Show is for the average Joe and where the average Joe shops like a pro. It's CGR Wholesale, the sponsor of the Fan Early Morning Show. So, some news that... Kind of broke yesterday. I mean, some of it's breaking. Kyle Dubas spoke, right? The head of Penguins operations spoke to the public yesterday in a press conference for almost a half hour. So that's of interest. We'll we'll go over that here in a little bit. Also, um the Steelers apparently keeping Mike Sullivan, um not the Penguins head coach, right, but their their former quarterback's guy. He's not gonna be a senior offensive assistant. So um changing roles it seems still being on the team he applied for a couple other jobs in the NFL but um didn't seem to pursue those too far because uh now he's back with the uh Steelers organization so it seems so uh Kyle Dubas also said that Mike Sullivan the head coach of the Penguins um is apparently going to stick around they're not going to give up on him too soon and at least not can him at the end of this season so it's all signs are indicating here which could uh could frustrate you perhaps could not um uh for me I'm a little oh a little frustrated I mean any other coach it seems like would get the axe but uh I mean, Kyle Dubas also talking about how it's more of his responsibility than not uh I'm going to let you listen to the like first 15 20 minutes of that uh coming up here I don't have you know all the time to play the whole thing but I think it's important for you to hear like the the beginning quotes uh, the beginning statements that he had and a lot of the questions he first fielded because um because there, there there's a lot to unpack there. I mean there's also still the question about uh trading Jake Gensel or not and uh doing that before the deadline. So there's a lot of a lot of news, a lot of um interest surrounding the Penguins now. Not not for the right reasons either though. There's a lot of just um you know, of course struggles that are going on uh with them right now. Second to last in the Metropolitan division. Um and they're still just, you know, they they're they feel like they're almost there on a lot of games and losing a lot of games late, which is uh, which is absolutely frustrating. But Kyle Dubas, he spoke yesterday, so I'm going to let you listen to this. Uh, if you want to grab a phone line to react, you're welcome to 412-928-9370. I'm going to let you listen to like half, 15, 20 minutes. Um, we'll listen to that. Uh, I'll give some reactions as well. I didn't get to listen to the whole thing, so that'll help me uh, listen to this as well. And then uh, we'll react. Again, get a phone line, 412 412- Nine two eight nine three seven zero. Um, and we could talk about it after, um, after it plays, and um, and you can also talk to me on X at Calos underscore three three. That's C A L L A S underscore three three. Um, if you have any comments, any questions, anything you want to bring up on there, um, if I don't get a chance to get to it during this show, I'll certainly respond to you on there. Um, but if I have some time, I'll respond to those comments as well. Again, on Twitter, on X at Calos underscore three three. That's C A LLAS underscore three three. then one more time, phone line four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. All right. Uh, here's Kyle Dubas addressing the public from yesterday.
2: Yesterday, um, obviously disappointing and, and um, you know, where we're at right now is not where we uh, aspired to be at the beginning and, and we're where we aspire to be now. And on that note, I think it's important for me as the person in this position to uh, make myself available to you all and, Uh, be accountable for for where we're at uh, and answer any questions that uh, that anybody um, has about uh, the team this year to date and uh, with the trade deadline coming up in two and a half weeks where we're going, um, I know that my answers on the trade deadline and our strategy will probably leave all of you uh, not very satisfied. Um, But that's just part of the job and our positioning. So uh, having said that, I'll turn it over to uh, whatever questions anyone has, fire away. Uh, Kyle, um, just to be direct with this, um, yep. just what is Jake Gensel's future with the Penguins? Do you anticipate him being a member of this organization past March eighth, maybe even July one? Just where do things sure. stand as far as um, his status here? Yeah, I, th- I think Seth, it's uh, it's obviously one that that's a it's at the forefront. He's injured now, um, obviously on injured reserve, and and um, is eligible to come back on March tenth. I think the the way that our whole strategy plays out in the next two and a half weeks, how our team continues to play, will will dictate uh, the short-term answer the at the trade deadline, and then um, we'll continue to have those discussions leading up to that, and then and then afterwards with where it's at. But I would say it's um, you know I, I understand how valuable he's been as a teammate, person, in the community contributor to to helping the team win um, Stanley Cup and and so on and so forth. So it's it's important, but at the at the same time. You know, we have to take stock of where we're at and and um, you know be realistic about the fact that you know one of the issues we have is we need to get uh, we need to get younger and um, you know you know we have a lot of guys in their in their 30s signed some of them are some of the best players in the history of the franchise and it's tough with Jake as I've said to him because he's um, he's an excellent player and playing at an elite level but um, you know we have to find a way to continue to have those solid veteran guys but also continue to get younger at the same time.
3: Kyle, I have two. One, uh, there was a report last night on TSN that uh, everybody but Crosby, Malkin, and Latang has been made available by you. I, I'm just asking for comment on that before I ask mine. Sure. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, did yep. you want to address that one first? Sure, I can take okay.
2: that, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I didn't see the exact uh, verbiage or wording of it. Um, I only – I had another GM mention it to me today or ask me about it clearly, I think we've received a lot of calls on a lot of our players, especially as our team has been in the spot that it's at. My view of it, Rob, has been to, I feel like out of respect to the group here and what they've accomplished, I'm trying to be as patient as possible and give the group the time, and I've outlined that to them to show that we can really make a push and make a run at it. as we've continued to kind of stay level or, or drop, you know, we look up today at the standings, it's, it's not, it's a, it's a daunting task. Is the group capable of it? Yes. I think we've shown this year that we are, but we're running out of time to show that we can do it consistently. So as we've had, you know, coming out of the, out of the all-star break, you know, we lose two or three last week is the same. We lose two or three, the calls from teams that are, that are, these are really good players here. So teams are calling more and more asking, are they going to be available? And, um, so, you know, that's, that's it's my job to, to listen to it. But I haven't, you know, there's been no discussion about these guys are and these guys aren't available. A lot of teams are just calling and asking about a litany of our players.
3: My question is, how does what happens between now and the end of the regular season um, impact uh, what you might do in the offseason based off of previous held beliefs or comments regarding coaches, players, and whatnot?
2: Can I ask you to be more specific what, yeah, about my like, what with comments of mine you Regards asking? to the
3: coaching staff or yeah. any players on this roster, I know you yeah. thought very highly of them all. Sure. But if this team continues yeah. to go in this direction, how much does that change your thought on what you need to do in the offseason?
2: Well, I think we have, you know, twenty-nine games remaining to continue to evaluate all of that, Rob. The one thing I would say about the coaching staff is I is I think that it's always the easy, low-hanging fruit and target of everything. And uh, I've got a deep respect for the coaching staff and the, and the way that they go about it. I meet with Sully every morning, and we talk multiple times per day. He's deeply invested. He takes a, you, He come. He has to walk out here every day and and answer all the questions. It's not an easy position in, in this league, especially because of the commitment. It's not like other sports where I don't I don't know that they have this daily or it's it's much more impromptu in, in baseball and 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 the like in football I think it's twice a week he has to come out here every day and present himself and uh, you know we've got a team that means a great deal to him I think he's very open about that and he takes this very seriously and takes the ups and downs of it very seriously and. I think that's the, the respect I've, I've had for, I've developed for him throughout the year. You know that from afar, but when you get in it with somebody, you, it only helps you. So, to me, with the with the coaching staff, with Sully, I, I envision Mike Sullivan. Um, based on what I've learned from him and our discussions this year, and his ability to, you know, take the development of each individual player seriously, I think he's the type of coach that can. Both help you win, as you all know here. I wasn't here, but uh, you know he—he's the type of coach that shows he can win, but also that he can develop people uh, and develop players. So i do don't—I don't think that. Uh there needs to be any discussion about about Mike. Um, as I would do with my own staff and any staff, I'll sit down with Mike at the end of the year and go through uh, his view of it and we'll be very thorough about that. But I know he has great belief in them and the, and the work that they're doing, and, and I see the work that they're doing every day. And I think the, the questions come because it hasn't manifested itself in consistency on the, on the ice. So I think that's a fair question and, and criticism. With regards to the players... I think it, it goes into the whole strategy of the group, which we'll evaluate more deeply come uh, the end of the end of the season, whenever that may be.
3: Yeah. Uh, Kyle, yeah. building off that, in regards to the power play, yeah. are you satisfied with the work Todd Reardon's done kind of managing that, or is it more of a execution standpoint from the players?
2: I think when you have a, an element of your organization that uh, is underperforming, I think it falls on everybody. It falls on me. Um, so – you know, the personnel, the accountability, you know, so you know, I, I have my part in that. It's obviously not performed at near the level that any of us want it to and you can attribute, you know, how that impacts the, you know, I, I, and I've had different people on our own staff like outline the, the impact that not performing on the power play has had on our, on our standing so far. Um, you know, so I think, number one, if there's an issue in the organization and, and, you know, regardless of who you want to attribute it to, I think it, it has to start with me in terms of, I have to investigate why, and 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 I'm the one that should be accountable for it. So I don't, and, and I think everybody in that locker room um, is unhappy about where that, uh, that is at. So I don't, I don't want to delve into you know individual coaches or players and and their plan on the power play. Because in the end, I, I have to uh, do everything I can to help them all get to that next level. And and obviously, I think if, no, there's no dancing around it. It hasn't been where we, wanna, where, where we want it to, to be at. That said, we have continued opportunity here to, to rectify it, and, and that would be a, a, a real easy way for us to start to move in a more consistently uh, strong direction as a, as a club here in the next couple weeks.
3: Uh, Kyle, have you to this point, or do you plan to ask someone to waive a no trade or a no movement and how do you determine if you decide to move a player, whether to do it now or to wait closer to the deadline to sure. increase his value? Mm-hmm. I,
2: I have not asked any player to waive a no move or no trade, Dave. I think the uh, the you know, you're always having these conversations. So in our case, you know, throughout the year, it's been measuring what it's going to cost to bring players in and what the market is for for uh, acquiring players, and at the same time. As our as our standing has kind of remained level outside the playoff picture we've had more calls as I as I outlined uh, earlier so you know it's it's trying to it's it's a gigantic it's a, it's a gigantic game of poker really you're trying to read off of the other teams you know know what teams are interested in your players also know which which teams are interested in the other players that you're pursuing um, and react off of that I mean in the last several years uh, in doing this, we've been buyers, um, you know, in, in Toronto. In my first couple of years, we were sellers, like in the in the biggest way. So, in going through those experiences, like those, you know, and, and knowing the other GMs and the way that they operate and, and how they handle their business, that's what I lean on to serve me here. You know, we've got Doug Wilson uh, on our staff as well. Uh, he's got a great you know, deal of insight into you know, the, the ebbs and flows of the marketplace. There's obviously two trades coming right out of the all-star break, and since then it's been stagnant. It's sort of the, I feel, the, the way that it tends to tends to go. So it's always trying to evaluate where that's at. When it's players that have longer term on their contract, both acquiring them and potentially moving them, you're measuring is what you're paying now going to be more or less or what you're receiving now going to be more or less than in the summer or at next year's trade deadline or the trade deadline after. So th- th- I wish there was a more clear way to answer your Question other, other than to say there it's always fluid and evolving, and, and it's up to me to stay on top of it and make sure that we're in a good spot uh, on, on both sides of the marketplace.
0: Kyle, you're talking about just in the next couple of weeks, the yeah. team is still going to get a chance to show you something. I mean, are, yeah. are there scenarios where the team could potentially be buyers if things turn, or right now is it just a matter mm-hmm. of determining whether to stick with this group or turn the page towards the future?
2: Well, a little bit? I, I think the, what, I, what I would say is I, I mean, I have. I still believe our group is capable. I think we show. Uh, you know, th- there have been many times when it, when we show that. There's also times when when I understand why anyone would have that that question. I think everyone in the room it, it accepts that. My view of it is I can't see us moving future draft capital uh, at this point to to try to uh, bolster the team. Uh, are there at the same time are there moves that? Will allow us to add good younger players to the organization uh, that can help to um, that can help to expedite things here and, and help us in, and support the, the group that's already here. Uh, and, and so we're we're trying to look through all of that. Um, but I can't see us expending a ton of our of our future draft capital this year. We don't have a, a ton, but in the future years we're we're well stocked, and I don't think that will go out the door, Matt. But if there are scenarios where we have some of our younger prospects that maybe we can add players that are a little bit older and more close to ready for them. I think we would look at all those things. I don't think there's anything at all that's off the table here.
1: Alright, let's call Dubas. That was about half of his half-hour press conference from yesterday and already in just 15 minutes there's a lot to um, unpack there. So um, I'll react to it. I'll unpack it next. And uh, if you want to call in and you want to react, you're welcome to. Get a phone line now, Four one two nine two eight. Nine three seven zero. You can also talk to me on X at Callas underscore three three. That's C A L L A S underscore three three. My reaction and your reaction coming up next here on the Fan. Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. It's going to be a bit warmer today. Right now it's 43 degrees, high of 49, low of 41 for the day, but an 80% chance of rain. Then tomorrow, high of 52, low of 32. Overcast skies expected. And then it looks like early projections next week have highs reaching the mid-60s. So that's... uh that's exciting, sure. Warm weather. Unless you like the cold, I don't know. I personally don't. That's why I like baseball season, too. They play it in the uh, in the hotter season. The hottest, I would say, as well, of the year. But um, that's Fan Weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. We just listened to about 15 minutes of Kyle Dubas' press conference from yesterday. He spoke publicly. He talked about a lot of stuff. There is a lot of controversy surrounding the team because they're not winning – You know, winning cures all, and right now there's no cure because they're really not winning um, at all. They're second to last in the Metropolitan Division. I think they're, what, at 56 points now after losing to the New York Islanders earlier this week. So um, they're struggling. And so Kyle Dubas addressing the public right away. I give him a thumbs up for that. Thank you, Kyle Dubas, for... Giving us an update, you know, that's very kind, and being real with us, that's that's good. Um, so with that being said, you know, I give him a little bit of credit. I also still give him some credit for his ability to be formal and professional. You know, you see it a lot, especially in football, when you talk to managers, you got guys or or head coaches, you got guys who, you know, can get frustrated in certain situations. You know, they think some questions are. Or obvious or don't need to be asked, although reporters still ask them and um you know, so I appreciate Kyle Dubas for being real formal um, you know, about that, and not getting too frustrated with the questions. Um You know, and I mean it looked like even some of the reporters there too, I mean, um, were just kind of like hesitating with their questions, trying to preface like, you know, hey, I'm just trying to clarify, I'm not trying to accuse here, and that's I think that's really cool. And I like that Dubas still addresses Guys, by their first names and stuff, and, and really makes it feel like a personal interaction. So, I mean, I give him credit for that. Now, that's going to lose its luster here um, soon. If, like, no, I get it, it's He's in his first year. You know, there's not too much to hold him accountable for. Although, um, I think he took direct responsibility for how he has managed so far. Um, you know, since he's been the director of hockey operations for the Penguins, um, he's put the responsibility on him. And he also said outright that the team's got to get younger. So he's he's telling us what we want to hear. So right now it's like, okay, you get a pass for now. That's fine. You know, it's um, it's it's frustrating that they're losing, but, like, I can't be mad at Kyle Dubas. I can't be frustrated with Kyle Dubas um, for a lot of the things that he said. Now saying that he's going to bring Mike Sullivan back, mm, that Mike Sullivan's established he can win. Okay. I mean – he's not really wrong I mean you know we've we've been over this with the Steelers like we want to see some fresh faces and stuff and Sullivan seemed to overstay his welcome and he's definitely stayed over the average length of time a usual head coach in the in the NHL stays so that I'm going to disagree with slightly but again I mean he's got a, a slight point though if they have a younger roster you know Sullivan might be more effective it could just be the average player age on the team as well that's, that's holding them back. So I'll give them a little bit of that too. But again, I mean, maybe with a younger roster, Dubas said that, right? Like, let's get younger and and uh, we need to get younger. So, I mean, we'll see where that goes. But if Dubas is acknowledging that they need to get younger to succeed, then, I mean, maybe Sullivan would be more effective with a younger roster. So that's um, that's highly possible. So we'll see about that. Now I also addressed Jake Gensel. Jake Gensel uh, hurt right now. So uh, Dubas said that he's slated to be activated March 10th, and then they'll go from there. Um, of course, praised Gensel for his ability to contribute to winning. And he didn't leave it out, though. I mean, he didn't leave out that a trade wouldn't uh, wouldn't be possible with Gensel. So he's leaving that um, kind of on the table as well for us all to, to, to fester over. Um, personally, I think trading Gensel would be good. Um, it could net some prospects could net some value that could help in the future, but Dubas also said that as well. He he's acknowledging too, that the team has, um, that the team is built in a way where they've established that they can win. Dubas said, Got to do it consistently, though. We have to prove that we can do it consistently. We're running out of time, but we know that we can do it. And that's cool. So he said he's not going to sell off too many assets to try to get, you know, he's not going to sell off too many assets to try to get um, more value. There's no reason to, to clean out, he said. So uh, really the vibe I'm getting here, I mean, the, the, the big theme that I've got through listening to about half of that press conference uh, from yesterday from Kyle Dubas, is that the team is confident in itself. The players are just older than they want them to be. So, I mean, that's where we're at. It's not the head coach's fault, and Dubis is taking responsibility for his part in assembling the team. Yeah, but the team is still to be believed in, and there are a lot of players on the team that can contribute to winning. And there's no reason to to clean house. Just got to keep going and and um, check again in the off season. So it seems. It's an interesting stance. I mean, he again, like I said, I mean, if he keeps talking like this but not winning after a little while, I mean, it's gonna his pres his presentation is going to lose its luster for me. It's gonna lose that uh, element, and it's gonna become. It's just not gonna mean anything. Right, right now, I have a lot of respect for him to be able to like present himself in a way that is professional and that is informative. Like, I feel like he's being transparent, whether he actually is or not. I feel like he's being transparent, and early on in this, you know, relationship between fan and um guy in charge. I mean, I, I like where it sits. Now you know. I never expect. I never expect you know team officials to tell us everything because they've got to keep their secrets. I guess it's fine. Um, I get that, but, um, but yeah. I mean, it, 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 he seemed like he gave enough information to where you know I feel confident. That like, okay, I understand where he's coming from. Don't agree with everything he said. If it were me, uh, Mike Sullivan, I think his time is has expired here Dubas thinks that he can still be a winning coach and again I'm like kind of like halfway on that because I mean if you give him a younger team maybe he could you know motivate better I mean it's just tough though when you have guys who are aging like they physically just can't do it anymore that doesn't mean that the players are bad uh, necessarily or that they they've had bad careers or they were bad decisions once upon a time but like they're getting up there in age to where like other younger teams are just kind of swooping in and 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 winning more and that's really where it is so uh could Sullivan effectively coach a younger team maybe it's just a weird situation here as well cuz like i mean the players aren't bad because like they're bad players like they they seem like they're just getting worse because of age and so i mean it's still it's it's still a glaring problem it's a little more settling to know that at least it's like okay they're, they're aging out right there are a lot of good players but they're they're starting to finally age out after all these years so we've got to identify this sooner than later to to you know do better now a, a contrary point to that would be you know okay Dubas we got to get younger so why why even trade for Carlson in the first place which I think is a fair question Dubas did a pretty good job of of alleviating a lot of contracts as well in the off season so that the penguins could be set up better, you know, from a financial standpoint. So you got to give them credit for that as well. I would think, um, or I'll give them credit for it at the very least. So, um, I mean, it's a, it's a, the penguins are a tricky situation right now. Like, I, like I'm frustrated with them, but like Dubas speaking right now, like, okay, you got a little more of a leash now. It's fine. I'm not as frustrated because they're coming out. They're being transparent. Dubas being transparent. As the leader of everything, and that um, you know that gives me some satisfaction. Now, changes better be made, like eventually, you know, we're not gonna wait forever. But like right, right in this moment, I'm like, all right, you know, they're they're, they're probably not gonna make the playoffs, and that's tough. But you know, give them a give them another offseason, give them a chance to really, you know, figure this out, and um, and you know, go from there. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. I'm going to take one more caller before I go to break and send it to the next show. Uh, good morning. What's your name? Good morning, it's Brian. What's up, Brian?
0: Hey, uh, I agree with everything you say, right? And, and what Duba said, and and, and okay, Gino's played is prime because he's 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 like Ben after uh, everything. But the team in, in general, Sid, Batang, all those guys play play with a passion isn't it the style of play that dump and chase has never worked in the last five years Yeah, and everybody's figured it out. It, it's, it's just bad. I mean, we need to change up our game and how we play the game, not who we have on the ice.
1: Yeah. But I, I also think, and thanks for the call, I'm up against it. Um, I just think that the style of play worked when they like had the quickness. So I would just counter that by saying like, maybe it is who it's on, is on the ice because, they're not like young enough and fast enough to like do that game plan. Now, as a coach, could you try to coach around your older players and like come up with a style that works for them? Sure, you could. But I'd also argue, like, you know, maybe give me some younger players. You know, give me some, give me some guys who can, you know, be more speedy and youthful and and so yeah, I don't totally disagree. But there's, I think, there's another, you know, counter to to that point. But uh and hey, thanks for the call. I appreciate it.